Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wanda. Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine. This is Samantha Graves. And this is Lonnie Diane Rich. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. And today's episode, we will be interviewing each other. <laughs> Anything goes, no scripts, 10 question, questions each, nothing but the facts, ma'am. <laughs> you know, I love the ones with no script. They make me so happy inside. And I think part of it is just because, and this sounds mean, but I really do love you, but it just, I know how torturous this is for you. Wait, but this one was your idea too, though. This one it? was my idea. All See, the no script I'm, ones are her idea. I know, I'm stretching. So nobody can feel bad. Everybody's going to think that I'm just deliberately torturing you, but you know what? You really are. You're expanding. You're blossoming. I am. I You're am. winging it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As much as I can. <laughs> Which is really good for you. I'm very proud. Thank you. But that's all later in the program. First, we have wine. Yes, we have wine. Sam, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I'm having a 2005 Glenora Dry Riesling from the Finger Lakes region of New York State. Mm -hmm. Uh, We love our Finger Lakes wine. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best uh, wine touring places in the country uh, and has outstanding white wines. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that's that's why Mm -hmm. I picked a white this time. Uh Uh, The wine notes say, a dry wine balanced with pleasant, fruity, classic Riesling characteristics. So we're back to characters again. (laughs) What's a classic Riesling... (laughs) Character. I mean, they, they see I'm now sure. that anticipates a certain amount of knowledge, mm-hmm. which some of us, <laughs> not specifically pointing to myself, but some of us do not possess. Yeah, so I, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what the classic Riesling characteristics are either. No, but I can recognize a Riesling <laughs> when I drink it. But oh, I okay. couldn't really explain it. You know what see, I mean? See, I can tell the difference between so. white and red, and that's it. <laughs> You asked me with, what type with your of eyes white open or closed. I would be like, forget it. I have no idea. Eyes open or closed? <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> Don't make me give away my trade secrets. <laughs> but I, I like this one. It's very good. It's a, in fact, it's one of my favorite rieslings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it retails for thirteen dollars and has mm-hmm. only eleven percent alcohol. Wow! Which means I can drink more of it and still not screw up the D block. <laughs> the D block has nothing to do with drinking, honey. I know it does. <laughs> it's just the end of a long day for both of us. I think that's what the D block's about. <laughs> so, what are you drinking? Well, I am drinking once again from the stash that Laura Fitzgerald sent us from MyWinesDirect.com. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Um, it is a 2004 La Playa Chardonnay estate bottled. I don't know what that means, but it says it right on the front, so I figure it's important. Mm-hmm. In Chile, in the Colchacua Valley, and I'm sure I did not pronounce that correctly. <laughs> and it's unoaked. Oh, that's good. What, what It means it wasn't... Okay. That means... Oh, <laughs> Okay. I'm exhibiting my complete ignorance, but I have no idea what that means. The oak, the, is it is it like whether it's fermented in an oak container or a steel container? Is that the difference? Exactly. Hey, yes. oh, I guess, and I was right. Oh, yay. That's very exciting. I have no idea what I'm talking about with wine. I'm so ignorant. If you don't already most, know that by now, listeners, yes. Most of the time, Chardonnays are, uh, are, are cooked in oak barrels. Okay. <laughs> Cooked or fermented? I mean, are they cooked? No. Do they cook I'm kidding. See how ignorant I am? I have no idea. I can't even tell what she's kidding. Okay. I was making a wine joke, but forget it. 
which went way over my head. I'm so sorry. I'm just so ignorant. I have no idea. I'm sure other wine people found that really funny, though, because they probably. know more than me. Um, the wine notes are pure fruit-focused, unoaked varietal characteristics. Characteristics. There we go. Exactly. Which weird? Means varietal, weird. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, vibrant, fresh aromas of pears and peaches. Mm. Flavors are bright and full, candied citrus and pears with medium palate weight, well-balanced and persistent. Persistent. Again, human characteristics <laughs> on a wine. <laughs> persistent. So if you tell this wine it does not have the job, it'll keep calling. That's right. Yeah, it's, that's really what's about. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how much it is because um, I got it from um, our oh, lovely right. Laura Fitzgerald. Yes. But um, it is 13.5% by Ooh. volume. So there you go. It's pretty good. All right. And I actually am enjoying it very much. Good. If you can't good. tell. Because <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good already. <laughs> In the A block. In the A block. It's starting already, people. It's been a tough week. What can I say? Uh. <laughs> Okay, well, now we know what we're drinking. We mm-hmm. need to talk about who we love this week. Time for shout-outs and announcements. Mm-hmm. And I would like to thank the folks at Raid for Hornet Spray. <laughs> <laughs> Theirs works great, and it especially comes in handy when uh-huh. you're standing in broad daylight under a little starter nest and squirt it. Only to discover that there is a monster nest just on the other side oh, of the doorway. Oh. oh, God, but it worked for you? Well, I think I emptied the entire can as I <laughs> screamed through my yard to the safety of my house because the hornets were not amused. See, that's my biggest nightmare because yeah. I'm, I'm slightly allergic, not to the point where I'll actually die, but like I got mm. stung by a hornet once and my hand swelled up to the point that I actually got stretch marks on Ooh. my hand. <laughs> At oh, 13 see. years old, I had stretch marks. It was very <gasps> depressing. Well, you go out and buy yourself some Raid. And I will you have, have some. to. Well, it has to be the Raid. It can't be it's any raid, other Raid. It's black and brand. it looks really dangerous, right? Yes, yes. A black it is can of Raid, right? Because you know the black cans are serious. Yes, and it also squirts twenty feet, so you don't even have to get close. <gasps> really? See, yeah. I send I send fish out to do that oh. <laughs> at the beginning of the season. I was like, you go wander around the house and just anywhere where you see anything, you just spray it. And he's yeah. like, honey, there's no wasp nest. And I was like, I saw some. He's like, those are cocoons because we have tons of caterpillars all over oh. the place. There's like cocoons everywhere. Yeah. And when you look inside, like, I'm not going to get close enough to the fence to actually tell the difference. So mm-hmm. I see a little white fuzzy thing. As far as I'm concerned, that's a wasp Spray nest. it. <laughs> and you know, the, the thing I love about Raid is that mm-hmm. if the spray doesn't kill them, then mm-hmm. I just drown them. I just keep spraying until it's flowing <laughs> and there's a little river going and they're floating away. Oh, gosh. Oh, we go through a case of Raid a year. So you have to keep oh, going. Gosh. You have to keep going out and checking because um, because they will come, you know, you got to check like every week. So, yeah. yeah, they yeah. keep coming back because fish was just oh, yeah. out there like three weeks ago. So I'm going to send no. them out again, huh? Yeah, you got to send them out. <laughs> sorry, fish. <laughs> I'm sorry. They give me the ugh. I don't like wasps. Yes. No, I don't either. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, thank Oliver mm-hmm. for finally catching and killing the mouse from last week. <laughs> or at least I hope so. I hope, I hope it was the same, same mouse. mouse. <laughs> And then for eating half of it in the middle of my kitchen be thro- oh, yeah. before uh. throwing it back up oh god in my kitchen <laughs> Oh god why did you share that with me okay wait i need to drink a little bit more now uh. So uh, now that i've grossed everybody out that's it for me <laughs> 
<laughs> you now I've got wine coming through my nose. Thank you so much for that, by the way. <laughs> oh, ah! Okay, well, okay, mine isn't going to be so gross now. <laughs> yeah! I'm still getting shivers. Okay. Um, I would like to send a special shout-out of heartfelt gratitude to the doctors, nurses, and respiratory specialists at Kraus Hospital's pediatric ward, where we spent some time this week. Oh, poor sweetness got through a terrible bout of asthma. Yes. She hasn't had an attack in a really, really long time. I thought mm-hmm. she was over it, but apparently I was mistaken. Um, so anyway, thank you very much to everyone who got my baby breathing again. That was, mm-hmm. it was very, very scary, but luckily we only had to spend one night at the hospital, which is actually really good for us. She doesn't yeah. have these often, but when she has them, boy, she has them bad. Yeah. Um, I would also like to send a special shout out to anonymous happy elevator guy, <laughs> who I will call Aheg. <laughs> Y'all know Aheg. You've seen him before. He always works in the building, and he knows everybody, even if he's never met them before. <laughs> He doesn't just nod and smile and say, so how you doing? No. He says, well, Mr. Other Elevator Guy, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you this fine morning, sir? <laughs> and Other Elevator Guy says, fine, thanks, and you? And Aheg says, I'm doing great. Never been better. The sun is shining outside. Did you see that? And Other Elevator Guy says, yep, sure did. And he says, yes, sirree, Bob, you sure did. You sure did. <laughs> I think Aheg annoys everyone else, but as a bystander, he really cheered me up. So big love out to all anonymous, happy elevator guys who make conversation with someone else. Because I love you guys when you make conversation with someone else. Uh, Well, I think that covers us for shout-outs and announcements. Uh, We'll be back in a flash. Will Write for Wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you, it hurts your family, it totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly, and we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though? Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes when you've had a really long, exhausting day and your kids are making you nuts and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness, a public service even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. We're tackling listener questions, and this week's question is from Anne in Australia. Thank you, Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi. Uh, She says, I have a question about hard street dates and how they affect the sales figures for a book. I'm on several lists and readers love announcing they found such and such a book before it goes on sale formally. I've been a loud voice in in saying this isn't good um, if it is before the street date. Your opinions? Well, I'll tell you, Anne, this is kind of a complicated thing. Um, Lists are not made by the number of books sold. They're made by velocity, how fast the books go out. Plus, Mm -hmm. certain lists only include reports from certain bookstores, so there's that as well. That's why you get a lot of variation between, like, say, the USA Today and the New York Times. Um, Bottom line is, you're right. Anything purchased before the street date won't count toward the velocity. So even though an 
an author has sold the same number of books, it could conceivably affect their ability to make the list. The thing with street dates, though, it's really the bookseller's responsibility to keep those books out of your grubby little hands. <laughs> For big names <laughs> who have already hit a list, uh, making the list again is vital, so publishers will defend those street dates pretty heavily. But for most of your average mid-list authors, the street date isn't really guarded, and some booksellers will put the book out early. It happens. My view on it is that it's not your responsibility. It's really nice for fans to care about the street date, but if it's out there, someone's going to pick it up if it's not you. It's up to the individual store to respect the street date. And if they don't do that, then there's not really much any of us can do except for the publisher who can kind of go after them and give them a hard time. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And, um, and and frankly, I'm not picky about when you buy my book. Oh, yeah. Mine, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy it. I don't care when. <laughs> right. But like Lonnie said, in order to hit a best-selling list uh, like USA Today or New York Times, a hard um, release date is important. Mm-hmm. Um, the lists accumulate sales numbers by week, so that first week sales numbers are really important. Like mm-hmm. Lonnie said, how many books? It's a velocity. Mm-hmm. So, um, But as a writer, <laughs> I say bye, bye, bye. Buy them, buy them. <laughs> It's nice to hit a list, but I think it's far more important that we reach our readers. And when you're at the point where you're selling at the velocity where you're going to be on a list, Mm -hmm. one or two books probably won't make that. You know, I mean, the chances of the one book that you buy making the difference between somebody hitting the list and not hitting the list are pretty slim. You know, at that point, they're going to, you know, there's some people around the bubble there. But, you know, for me, I I don't care. I'm just so grateful you're buying my books. I don't care. (laughs) That's right. But that was a great question, mm-hmm. Anne. And um, and to get your question on the show, send them in to feedback at willwriteforwine.com. Now, for this week's We Recommend segment. Each week we're going to... I love this part. This is like one of my favorite things. Each week we're going to recommend something, music, books, movies, TV shows, websites, whatever that we love so we can share them with you. Sam, what are you recommending this week? Well, this week I'm recommending NASA's Astronomy Picture of the Day site. It's a website. Mm -hmm. I checked this site, and I have checked this site every day for years. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Big surprise. (laughs) Um, You know, I love the variety of pictures of deep space Mm -hmm. and of Earth and uh, and the world we live in. Um, It it really gives a different perspective on everything. Mm -hmm. So for a few minutes a day, I contemplate my small place in the vast universe (laughs) And <laughs> as everybody should do. That's right. I think you should. I mean, I, I think it makes you appreciate, you know, our world and mm-hmm. how how lucky we are to be here mm-hmm. in this this beautiful blue planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I look at every picture and imagine what it must must be, you know, outside of what I can see, mm-hmm. you know. So um, so it's really interesting, and they're they're beautiful beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. So go give it uh, give it a whirl, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll post the website on the show notes oh great yes because i look at i'm looking at the website i'm like don't read the website no <laughs> it's, it's very I like I can. scientists obviously figured out the website there's like <laughs> it's like there's no vowels it anywhere. makes no sense exactly. yeah <laughs> it makes sense to the guy who wrote it so, yeah those nasa people they're too smart they are they're way too smart for me um, this week, I'm recommending the Dorothy Parker Society webpage at DorothyParker.com. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Dorothy Parker, she was this fabulously smart, snarky writer who was really big in the 20s with her short stories and poems. Um, she's fabulous. A friend recently got me into Dorothy Parker and sent me a link to this website where they've got actual recordings of Dorothy reading her own work. 
The site also has walking tours of Dorothy Parker's New York and other really, really cool things. Uh, definitely give a listen to the recordings, though. They're amazing. I'm not typically a big fan of poetry because I've seen so much bad poetry. And it just It's so easy to do badly. And I, I am the worst mm-hmm. poet on the planet. I will never. Like, I, I've written a couple of poems, like, you know, when you're in high school, you think yeah, you can do when that. when you have to. Yeah. When they make you. <laughs> totally terrible. Um, but she's just amazing. I love her stuff. She's so caustic and fun. I just adore her. Um, anyway, here's part of her poem called Love Song. Um, and it reads, My own dear love, he is strong and bold, and he cares not what comes after. His words ring sweet as a chime of gold, and his eyes are lit with laughter. He is jubilant as a flag unfurled. Oh, a girl, she'd not forget him. My own dear love, he is all my world. And I wish I'd never met him. <laughs> the rest of that poem is really fun, too. I just love her. She's got such a great little bite to everything she does. I love her. Anyway, they're much better when Dorothy reads them herself, so be sure to go listen. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine. And tonight's episode is our first and last <laughs> 20 questions interview. <laughs> we just find each other too fascinating to not do the cross interview thing. <laughs> well, you know, I thought it would be interesting. I think this was, was this my idea? Yeah, it was, it right. Was. It All was. the unscripted stuff is your I, idea, I which I love. I, I love know. that. I think it's so cool. It's I'm such a fun un- part of your personality to see coming out because <laughs> you usually like to plan everything. And then you're like, let's do it unscripted. Let's not show each other the script. I'm like, dude, totally. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, and this is one of the easier ones to do, too, because we mm-hmm, just have to find mm-hmm. 10 questions apiece. <laughs> exactly. But now we have to answer each other's questions. Now we have to answer them. <laughs> I'm actually a little scared about what you've got to ask me. <laughs> oh, man, the wine okay. has hit me a little harder than usual tonight. I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid. Oh, we're not <laughs> Which redoing the segment. Quite likely, because I usually do. <laughs> usually, once a podcast, I think, oh, why did I say that? <laughs> okay, you ready? All right, you're starting. Yes, okay, I'm, I'm starting. ready. All right. You have two weeks to go on vacation with an Mm -hmm. unlimited budget. Where would you go and who would you take with you? No family. Oh, no family? No family. (laughs) Well, then I'd take you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't see enough of me. No, I totally would. Um, You're the first person off the top of my head. (laughs) Oh, totally, Sam. Um, And I would go, I know exactly where I would go. I would go to um, a cottage in the English countryside. Oh. And I would make day trips to all the castles and go to Ireland and Scotland and make day trips all over. Cool. I'd go with you to that. That would be fun. That would be fun. I would certainly hope so. And you know what? What? There's wine out there, too. Yeah, and there's pubs. (laughs) 
pubs. There's pubs. <laughs> like a okay. lot of pubs. <laughs> we must go. <laughs> All right. I'm getting excited. All right. Now, my first question, I think you're going to like this one. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Ah. Oh. You know, okay, this is kind of scary, but I actually have thought about this. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Of course you have. Because, <laughs> I've, you know, I've written superheroes. I know. So, See, I would have no idea how to answer this question, but it was the first question I thought of for you. I wish I had the power to, um, to answer all the mysteries. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's so many mysteries in the world. Like mm-hmm. about ancient civilizations and about what happened to this um. and what happened to that. I wish I had the power to be able to to find out what happened. That's so interesting because yeah. your books, you know, you kind of do that. Yeah. Because in Unraveled, you went back to Gaza. Mm-hmm. And you had all the, uh, was it Gaza? Giza. Was the- Giza. Giza. Oh, Gaza. Gaza is <laughs> where the war is. Jeez. And again, the thing that I wish I could take back, Giza, the pyramid. <laughs> but you were very close. <laughs> At least it was similar. Gosh, such an idiot sometimes. Anyway, um, Giza. When you went back to Giza in the um, in the pyramid, and yeah. you had all this explanation for what had happened in there. Right? And didn't they get stuck inside the pyramid at one point? Uh, in in a different pyramid, yes. In yes. a different pyramid unraveled. Yes. Yeah, yes. but that was so neat. Yeah, you had and that. also yeah. in Stone, uh, I used Stonehenge in um, right Unleashed. In Unleashed. Right. And I created a a lost civilization in Unearthed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're doing it again. And now I'm doing and, it again. Um, out of time. And out of time. The one that you're writing right now. Mm-hmm. See, now I you know. have. I have this great curiosity. Oh yeah, you know I want to explore. Mm-hmm. I want to find out what happened. It's just mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. So oh, I guess that would very, very be cool. my power. <laughs> totally useless for everybody, but I'd be really happy. <laughs> See, I have laser vision. Laser vision. <laughs> laser vision. <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> I don't know, but it'd be cool. You have like little laser lights running out of your eyes. It'd be yeah. All scary. Yeah. People would run. Yeah. You could cut your steak, like, really easy. Dude, that's exactly, if I had a superpower, that's exactly the kind of mundane use I would put it to. I'd be like, I don't really want to go out and save anybody today, but dude, look at this. Uh, that was a good question. I like that one. Well, thank you. I thought that yeah. you would. Yeah. Okay, now for yours. Mm-hmm. If your life story was a book, what would it be titled? <laughs> Oh my gosh. If my life story was a book, how could somebody so stupid be so smart? Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. No, you're not. But sometimes I say the stupidest things. <laughs> I mix up, for instance, one of the most violent territories on the planet Mm -hmm. with one of the most beautiful natural mysteries, (laughs) Gaza and Giza. You know, and so it's it's funny because, um, you know, I didn't know Delaware was a state. You know, okay, I got like 1,400 on my SATs. 
I went to college. I didn't know Delaware was a state. I don't know if I've ever told you that story. It's a long story. It's really not that fun. Um, but I, you know, I made a mistake. I saw a guy in line getting beer, and he had a an ID that said Delaware, and I was like, "Oh, that's not a real ID." And I went back and told everybody in my dorm, "Oh no, Delaware is not a state. It's a town in Maryland. It's a river." <laughs> um, <laughs> And yet, like, you know, I graduated with 3.5, you know, <laughs> so there's something about, like, I can, um, I can, I can figure things out, and I'm, I'm smart sometimes, and then at other times, I say, like, the stupidest things, and I just sound like an idiot, so I think it would be, you know, how could somebody so smart be so stupid? <laughs> or how could somebody so stupid be so smart? Really, you can swap them around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with book titles. Have I mentioned that? I'm Did not I tell either. you about how I wanted Maybe Baby to be called Flipping the Bird and nobody would let me do it? <laughs> <laughs> because it wouldn't really sell well at Walmart. Walmart tends to like their things not to have, you know, curse. <laughs> Cursing illusions in them. So, yeah. So that I think would be mine. Okay, I'll drink. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> was that a good answer? Yes. That was a good answer. <laughs> Oh, boy, I sound stupid tonight. Okay, anyway, my next question for Uh you, Sam, is this I have to ask because I think it's a question that uh, seems simple but can also really define who you are as a person. So here we go. Mm -hmm. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. (gasps) You know what's so funny? I am a dyed-in-the-wool Coke person. Really? But all my best friends are Pepsis. That's weird. You know, Isn't somebody should do like some kind of study on that. What personality types pick different ones? I think there I think really there is something to be said mm-hmm. there because and you, it's very funny. I'm yeah. dyed in the wool coke. Well, and, and you all know, my friends are Pepsi. You noticed I didn't hesitate at all. Not at all. Well, nobody yeah. does. Yeah. You're There's nobody in the world the who's like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually really left stores that only serve coke to go find a place that has Pepsi. How sad is that? <laughs> and what's funny for me is that I feel like everybody, every time I say, can I have a Coke? People are always like, oh, is Pepsi okay? And I'm like, it'll do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny. I think there's something to the psychology of Coke or Pepsi. I mean, yeah. it sounds like a really stupid question. And again, let's revisit. How can somebody be so smart be so stupid? Um, yeah, but, but <laughs> you know, there's such a different. I mean, if I if you blindfolded me and you gave me both, I could tell you immediately oh, yeah, which absolutely. one was which. Absolutely, yeah. Pepsi's so sweet. Well, you know, I only like the diet Pepsi too. So, oh yeah, see, I don't like diet drinks. Mm. Sugar free stuff freaks me out. Mm. <laughs> it's what did they do with the sugar? I'd rather be fat and natural. <laughs> naturally fat but i think it's too sweet so mm-hmm. i think that's why i like the diet stuff better so it's not quite that's as sweet. interesting yeah. yeah it's very interesting mm-hmm. okay all right your next one is yes what's one skill you've always wanted but don't have <laughs> <laughs> one skill i've always wanted but don't have you know what to play the violin really i adore the violin. I listen to the violin and I just melt inside. I mean, there's something about, oh gosh, it's, there's so many emotions that you can get with with any string instrument, honestly, Mm -hmm. all strings. I'm into strings. I got to tell you, you know, acoustic guitar, anything. I mean, I just love them, but the violin is just so much that you can do with it. And somebody who can really play the violin, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. And I've always wanted to be able to play, you know, to do something 
the only artistic thing I do is write. I can't draw, I can't sing, I can't play anything. <laughs> I'm like the most artistically useless person. You, you I can knit. write, that's it. You knit. Oh, I do knit. Well, I, some, I, I, I yeah, knit. That's crafty. Yeah. I mean, I can do graphic design. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I can do. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, the violin, like playing any music. Oh, I've, yeah. I've played the piano. I mean, quote unquote, played the piano. Like I never had a lesson, <laughs> but I use those little like see it, you know, <laughs> things where they have like the little note written inside the note. You know, uh-huh. C, this is a C. This is a D. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, quote unquote, played the piano when I was a kid. Um, but I mean, I've never been able to really master a, a musical instrument and I would love to do that. That's I think I think that's just amazing. People who can play music are amazing to me. Well, it, because when I, when I saw this question, it, immediately I said, I wish I could play the piano. That would have been that would have been my skill that I had chosen. How interesting! Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. See, we are more similar than we think. I know. <laughs> Even though we're divided by the whole Coke and Pepsi thing, <laughs> which explains a lot. Right. <laughs> I should have known you'd be a Pepsi. You're my polar opposite on Myers Briggs, so obviously. Oh man! All right. So what's next? All right. Uh, I think you have to ask me one. Number three. Oh, you did. <laughs> How can somebody so stupid be so smart? Okay. Um, if you had to live the life of one of your characters, who would it be and why? Oh, um, it would be Tori Masters mm-hmm. in Unmasked. I knew it! <laughs> I called it! Did you really? I did! Yeah. I did. Ahead of time, I said, I know exactly how she's going to answer this question. Yep. I, um, because she had so much freedom and she was out Mm -hmm. there in that world and she, Mm -hmm. it's just so, there's so many possibilities. She had so many options. She could go out Mm -hmm. and explore if she wanted to. She could, you know, so. Oh, let's get down to brass tacks. It's because of Kate. Well, yeah. (laughs) That, it's because Kate is the hero that you're most in love with. That's why. Don't give yeah. me all this. Oh, she had freedom. She yeah. had Cade, man. That's what you're after. <laughs> okay, true. That's part of it. <laughs> but I loved her character. I loved that she did things before mm-hmm. she thought about them a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was so different than what I am. Mm-hmm. And yet, yeah. you know, every character that you write has a part of you in them. Oh, absolutely. So mm-hmm. that part of me, I really liked. I had a lot of fun with. So yeah. It's kind of a vicarious type of adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it was a great book. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was okay. from Unmasked. Did we say it was from Unmasked? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, you know, I've, okay. I've had a little bit too much wine already. <laughs> <laughs> it's going straight to my head, folks. Okay. All right. Your question. So this is four, right? Okay. Four. Uh, 